When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I, no, I was about to say uh, I was rebutting her. That's stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because because there are guys that make thirty, forty thousand dollars a year Grinders. that are super driven, uh, but they love what they do. There are teachers out there that make fifty thousand dollars a year and they love what they do and they make a huge difference in the community and they make a huge difference in people's lives and they love what they do and they're driven to do it. Um, but that's just it just doesn't pay the the what they do. There are social workers out there that love what they do and they make forty thousand dollars a year. So miss me with that whole they not driven because they don't make six figures. That's stupid. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Um, I'm enjoying Fargo. I believe you mentioned it either on here or in one of our group chats. So I'm definitely enjoying that. Not used to seeing Chris Rock in the role that he's in, but he's he's doing okay. He's doing okay, and the storyline is pretty good. I got that, and um, just uh, your girl Candace Owens got called a a nappy head, y'all. You know we supposed to <laughs> we supposed to stand up for our black queens, man. Y'all, y'all want to you know send some shots out to Noah Cyrus who called her that and take nope. up, take her for. I got nothing. I don't know. I, are we supposed to? Like, I mean, uh, I, that, that's what T.I. and Killer Mike would say. Remember they had that. Uh, we're supposed to take up for them even when they don't, even when they do wrong. Well, Killer Mike called her a smart young sister. So, yeah. Which she yeah. is. Uh, let, let's is let's she? not. Is she? She's smart. Is she? She's smart. She's, she's yeah. I've seen. She's really little evidence of that. She's misled. But she's smart. Just because you're smart doesn't mean you're right. But if you're smart, can you be easily misled? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I, I, I because I, I think, and she may not even be as misled as we think. I think she's just playing to make that money. Like she's doing her thing to make the money. Like I don't believe she she believes one hundred percent everything she's saying. There's In no the- way. In the court of opinion, it's easily easy to find facts to support your opinion. Like she, her opinions are grounded by facts that she's found, and I use that word very loosely. You know, um, I mean, debate all that stuff. You're you're able to find find supporting facts or arguments that support your argument. And that's what she does. Even though we're like, good at what she does, bro. Like the thing about it is she's smart. Like Umar, Dr. Umar is smart. Like let's, let's, let's be honest here. He is smart. 
The problem is he's too smart for his own good. Uh, and he thinks he knows the right way and, and, and he knows everything. And so he tries to, you know, go his full hotepness out, but it's the same thing that Candace is doing. She's smart. She just, it, it, she's just wrong. Well, she, she bent over backwards to, uh, you know, talk bad about George Floyd, a man who was killed. So she can handle a little verbal two word insult. Well, three words. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I, it, it's, it's, will I say he's wrong for saying it? Yes. It's a she. He shouldn't say it. It's a she. Noah. I know, no, no. Noah, Noah's a she? Yeah, Noah Cyrus. Yeah. So I don't know who she oh. is now. Oh, oh, I, I thought it was a guy. Like, didn't her husband cheat on her and some other guy? Like, was uh, like that? Uh, is that something different? That might be. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Candace Owens got a lot going on because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. she was talking about how, you know, the traditional marriage and, and women, you know, out there thotting and whatever, and they can't keep home. Uh, and then she got cheated on by her husband with another man on top of that. And so that's why I thought the other man was the one that oh, nah. called her. Yeah. 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 So it's a chick. we're not judging her husband for cheating with a man. Cheating is wrong. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, no, no, I was just saying this that, that's how it's circular logic I got to I assume Noah was a man. Buff is laughing hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's all I got though, man. That's what I got. Oh, so, man. man, I got I got a lot actually. So run them down. Selena dropping on Netflix this weekend. I'm not excited for it. Uh, looks like trash. Oh. But uh, Selena, you know the like big Latin. Oh, did you say Lena? No, no, Selena. <laughs> so, the one that, uh... They made a series of it. Like I, I love the original Selena, oh, but okay. they made the a, one with Netflix made a series of of it. And was that, it's was that the J Lo one? Yeah, the J Lo one, Selena. So that was awesome. Um, awesome. J- okay, yeah, continue, was, continue, continue. It was good. It was, it was it was a really good documentary uh, or you know see, movie, whatever you want to call it. But the the series looks like trash. So, but just for the listeners who might be into it and might love it, I wanted to bring it up for them. So there, it's dropping this weekend. So if you haven't watched it already, by the time the show drops. You know, you got something to watch. But what I will tell you is uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in The Mandalorian. Um, So if you haven't watched The Mandalorian on Disney Plus, it's probably the best entry into the Star Wars universe since the original trilogy. It's that good. Um, They are doing it justice. Star Wars geeks, anybody who likes sci-fi, they're loving it. So it's really, really good. And Rosario Dawson did an awesome job. So just loving her for uh, showing up and and doing it. And I think Disney has signed her to a three movie deal based on the character just from this episode in the series. So she's making big moves from it. And I'm excited for that. Aren't you you a little biased, though? Isn't that your, your, your crush? Your... Yeah, yeah. Um, she just got on my list though. Like she, she never really was on my list. Like on my hall pass list or my crush yeah. list or anything. Who's, who's, who's but, list um, was that? Was it Huli? I think it's on Huli's list. She is Hooli. on Huli's list. My yeah, bad, Hooli. yeah. Huli, so, watch out. When I, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did call dibs once I saw her dress up as a Soka. Maybe it was just the cosplay of it all, but um, yeah, it, it did something for me. I kind of like that, but um. Uh, 
yeah, so that that's it. Uh, that's it. And then Obama defunding the police and uh, saying that we need to go and and roll that back and change the verbiage. And then uh, what's your boy Sean? Um, can't remember his name. Um, the Fox News guy or a liberal? No, guy? no, no. The the uh, activist, the political activist. Oh, <laughs> um, what is that loser's name? Not loser like a loser. I'm sorry, y'all. That's a, that's a term <laughs> of endearment at my job. <laughs> uh, I can't think of his name either. Damn, my bad, dog. Sean King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Sean King, like, went in on Obama for saying that, even though Obama, all he said was that he actually said that we need to give AOC a bigger platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said that we need to rebrand defund the police, not change the platform, not change what we're saying that it needs to do, but defunding the police actually takes away and gives the right a rallying cry to try to go against it. Um, Like we said, Democrats are just really, really bad at branding and marketing and Sean King couldn't get that. And so he is still, he is dying on that hill, like going in on Obama, which, you know, Obama is a black national treasure and so he is losing a lot of followers and a lot of people are coming at him because he's trying to go at Obama for that uh, comment. So it's just, man, it's just craziness going on on Facebook, um, you know, and it's just it's the holidays and the slow work. So uh, I got a lot of time to to look up stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, yeah, you can't go at Obama right now, especially being so close to getting rid of Trump. So people are super Obama right now, pro Obama. So, so for me, uh, welcome back. It's been a while. We haven't recorded in what, two weeks now. Yeah. We took a week off. Took took a week week off. off, So we're back. Thank you guys for joining us. Hopefully you missed us. Did you guys do any holiday shopping? Your black Friday sales and all that stuff. Cyber Monday. I went a little crazy. I, I, I went a little crazy and, uh, bought quite a, few items. I, I had to chill. I had to fall back. I spent a lot of money. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I almost got another PlayStation, uh, but Coles, uh, F Coles, I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, so I got it. They confirmed it and everything. And I got caught up in the whole uh, Coles sending out emails, canceling orders and everything. But I will say I got 180 uh, Coles dollars. And uh, these cold bucks is a uh, clutch. So, yes, I did do a little bit of spending, but I didn't spend my money. I spent Cole's money and uh, it was great. Um, so I got almost three hundred dollars worth because I did it on Cyber Monday. So they had a big sale uh, and I spent one hundred and eighty Cole's bucks that, you know, came out of nowhere because they canceled my uh, PlayStation order. And, and so so they let you keep the books. Yeah, they let me keep the buck. So I, I got a whole bunch of stuff from Kohl's, um, even though it was actually hard to find Kohl's. I like stuff I wanted at Kohl's. I don't know how Kohl's is still in business. I don't like, either. I don't either, though. For real. <laughs> like, it is a horrible You should have bought it. Just, just buy a lot of socks. <laughs> you never have too many socks. I'm beginning to realize that. You know, the former owner used to be a senator. That's a boring fact right there. Just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. Only Byron. Yeah. And he used to own the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm, and now he owns the Colts. Yeah. Well, no, so, he, I think he sold that too. But yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, Senator Cole. So he's just 
losing all around. <laughs> oh no, nah, he came up. Yeah, like they, you know, remember that not too long ago, the NBA was crying that they were going broke and uh, owners were losing money. The Milwaukee Bucks sold for half a billion dollars. The Milwaukee. Oh, I'm not talking about the money. Bucks. I'm just talking about the, the things he owned sucked. Oh yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> you on a you on a, a basketball team? Yeah, which one? Milwaukee Bucks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, oh, the, you own an apartment store? Which one? <laughs> Macy's? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Coles. Not, not even Burlington Coal Factory. <laughs> nah, Coles. Spell that for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there's a Coles maybe five minutes from my house. It's close even in like, in a, in, it's a standalone. It's sitting right next to my gym. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't put them in malls. So they're not they even put they, them like in like little strip malls or whatever. Like ours is next to Target. They're like the redheaded <laughs> step, stepchildren of department stores. Yeah. You know, I've yeah. never seen Coles attached to a real mall. But, you know, $180 Coles bucks. Um, really do a lot of shopping that I've, but I feel like I spent a lot of money. So it's just not adding up. Speaking of shopping, I must be missing out on something. I posted on Facebook today. Um, y'all didn't buy any candles. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's a secret code for something. Uh, but everybody was talking about these candles today on Facebook. Uh, did any of, y- any of y'all have an idea what that was about? Nah, uh, women no, women like candles. That's, that's all I got. They only like I think candles there was like a decent. big sale. I, I I think there was a big sale at Bed Bath and Beyond or something like that. Okay, that's what I did. Okay, I kept seeing Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they um they had like nine dollar the big candles, which are like twenty nine dollars. Uh, if you get the big how, candle, how many did you buy, Bryce? I didn't buy any. I'm just saying. Um, I know how much they cost because I do buy the candles, but. You know, I'm I'm a Yankee Candle guy. I, I just I, I can't do the Bed Bath and Beyond thing. I, I roll with Yankee Candle. Oh, um, see a candle snob. I am a candle snob. So they last longer. They smell better and they last longer. I don't know why. It's like ether. They burn slow, but it, it, whatever it is, they they last longer. They smell better for a longer period of time. So your wax melts, all that good stuff. So I'm all in all that. Well, that's good. Uh, I'm not a candle expert. Um, so they all look alike, smell alike, and I don't know the 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 burning life of a candle. So <laughs> the I think the biggest thing today is I just realized that I'm supposed to be having doing something for my birthday. Um, apparently, my wife and sister have been planning something and kind of told me about it today. So next Saturday, I'm supposed to be going doing something. And I'm, oh yeah, the, the episode will drop before your birthday. I, I was thinking yeah. the next episode would be your birthday, but yeah, your birthday. No, happy birthday, birthday uh, Eight days away, bro. I'll be yeah. forty. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do something at a little restaurant that's kind of secluded, and so hopefully we'll join, uh, enjoy ourselves. You know, me, I'm a I'm a thinker, so I'm just worried about is it too much to ask people to bring, come come with a negative COVID test? Um. But who knows? So y'all got anything else? That's it. All righty, let's jump into it. Rise, you know what time it is. Do we have Sophia around for a joke? We do, we do. Let me go grab her. I am not on mute anymore. <laughs> What's going on, Sophie? Nothing. 
What's been up with you? I missed you. <laughs> I thought I was going to get to see you for Thanksgiving. Wah. Yeah, I, I was sad. Wah. Wah. <laughs> did you eat good, though? Did you have did you enjoy Thanksgiving? Yeah. Did you save me a plate? I don't know. I'm going to take that as a no. So <laughs> we missed you. Do you have a good joke for us today? Yeah. Give it to me, Sophie. I think I'm going to get this one. I feel it. <laughs> you don't even know the joke is. Doesn't matter, Sophie. I feel it. I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> I was at a restaurant and I asked the waiter, will my pizza be long? <laughs> what did he say? No, sir. It will be round. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could have got that one for if you had a little more time. Yeah, I'm sitting there like, how long is the pizza? You know, pizza coming along. <sighs> yeah, Sophie, you know, you got me on that one. I just, I... <laughs> 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 is that your evil laugh? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I love that little girl. She's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told you, it's just a delivery. Because if I had said that, y'all probably wouldn't have laughed. (sighs) Are you hating on Sophie? I am. Just a little. Yo, even his fans hated that last joke. (laughs) Bro, you had like one or two people that's like, okay. That was, you had two people that, dude, that, that was horrible. (laughs) <laughs> I had to get it out like like Byron's clearing out the, the post thing I, I'm clearing out my joke <laughs> yeah, bro, you should have threw that one away bro <laughs> that was funny it, it just, I think it, it hits better uh, written than like when you're reading it, it it's better it's just hard to kind of time that one whatever alright anyway <laughs> let's get in these questions oh, okay okay well, fellas, I gotta ask this question. Uh, we, depending on how we answer, we might lose some fans. Mm. But um, I posted this to you guys uh, in our group earlier, and it was a video of this gentleman. It's pretty much gone viral. I've seen people post it. I've probably seen ten or fifteen people post it on Facebook today. Basically, this gentleman who has a, I guess, a talk show or a podcast. Um, had a young lady call in who was in her mid thirties. I think she's 35 and she called in and she was asking for relationship advice, basically asking how does she get a six figure dude? And the host was trying to be, I guess, polite in his delivery or his thought process. Basically he said, (laughs) she didn't bring enough to the table to make her stand out enough to attract uh eligible six uh, six figure bachelor because for most guys there are better options out there so that's what he was trying to say some of the quotes he said is told her or uh he asked her on a scale of 1 to 10 what would she rate her face and she said a 5 with no makeup and a 6 when she's dolled up but she did say she have a body, though. So she says she has a body. So we'll go with that. She also has one child and I guess a crazy baby daddy or something like that. She has a 
maybe daddy issues. Uh, but I think she makes a decent money, decent money. She has her own business. Um, but she's really her, her go-to is she wants a six figure dude. And he was trying to explain to her that, you know, eligible bachelors are looking for more uh, than what she has to offer. And she didn't agree. And he basically told her she was just going to die alone. <laughs> he's like, you're just, just going to die alone. And he tried to explain to her, he said, look, you are average at best. Which was like, when I, when I say that hit hard, I was like, ooh, that's rough. I don't like the way he spoke to her, but you're average at best. What were your thoughts on this uh well, this topic, fellas. Well, he, I mean, she pretty much agreed with him when she called herself a five and a six with makeup on. But so I, I don't think he was trying to be nice. That's that's first. Like his tone may have sounded nice, but he definitely like I think we missed the very, very well. The video I saw, we missed the very, very beginning of the call. But apparently she called in to discuss something that he wasn't even talking about at the time. And so from jump, he seemed a little agitated at that, that he had to get off topic and address her, but he decided to address her anyway. Uh, but my, my, I think the whole premise of her question is wrong. Like, you shouldn't be wishing for a six-figure man. You should be wishing for a good man. You should be wishing for a man that's going to treat, respect you, accept your your child as his own and and love you the way you deserve to be loved. You asking for a six figure man, like I, I don't even know. First off, I mean, I don't I don't know where she lives, but up here in the DC area, six figures ain't shit. I mean, <laughs> nobody goes around nobody goes around bragging. You know, I, I make six figures. Like this, is the nation's capital. Damn it, everybody makes six for you. Deep. Almost have to make six figures to survive here. So, you know, maybe she lives in Arkansas somewhere, but six figures is not even impressive to me. But you you shouldn't base a good man. Super flex. <laughs> it was not, folks. It really was not. I think she was talking about high six figures at that. I don't think she was talking about somebody that makes one hundred and ten thousand. She wants somebody making a quarter of a million you know, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. I think that's what, and I actually think that's what she was looking for. I don't know the details, but I feel like, like you said, you know. So, so, but why, why do women equate that with a great man? Like you guys sit up and watch all these Tyler Perry movies. Hasn't he shown you enough that men with money can be just as much of an asshole as the custodial worker? Like I don't understand the correlation of, Money equals he's going to treat me right. So to me, the premise of her question was wrong. Uh, agree with you, Fur. He probably could have spoke to her a little bit better, but that probably wouldn't have been as entertaining, and he wouldn't have went viral like he did. I think he made some great points, whether women want to admit it or not. But when he broke it down point for point, and I think the the the, the best part was when he asked her, because she has a 13-year-old son, I think. He said, would you want your son... If he was making six figures, because I think he said only 10 percent of men make six figures in this country. So that's like the top. That's the cream of the crop. If your son was making that and he brought home a woman that's older than him, that's 35 and has a 13 year old son and the father of that son, for whatever reason, she didn't want to speak too glowingly about him. Is that what is that what you would want for your son? 
And she she tried to like dodge that question. So he made some good points because when he broke it down, it's like you want Beyonce when you're well not she wouldn't want Beyonce. You want a Jay-Z when you know you're just a fry cook at McDonald's. Like you want something higher than what you are and complaining about what you are attracting. And I couldn't help but think about Razio because the whole interview, I was like, I can hear Razio now saying, what is it about you that's attracting? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Hilarious. I mean, you, you hit it on the head. For me, I think it was not just a six figure thing. It was a total package that he, she was kind of asking for. Cause he, he even went into it. He's like, you want a guy that makes six figures that six foot tall, square jawed, you know, and all this. And so he was kind of like, you want this total package when you're average. So the thing is you may be able to pull a six figure dude. If you know, you're, you're above average in say, you know, beauty, right? And she said she's average in beauty, uh, but she makes six figures. Ladies, I'm going to put it out there. And I'm going to tell you right now, the 10 percenter guy does not care if you make six figures or not. He care, He does not care if you make any money or not, because money isn't the thing he's after right at that point. He doesn't need your money. So you saying I'm this boss chick and I got this career and all this and that, that is not impressing him at all. He does not care. So you know, miss me with that. So you need to start thinking about what else you you can bring if you're trying to look for that six-figure dude. If you're trying to catch him, you better be bringing not just a body, but a pretty face, or you should be bringing a super awesome personality, or you should be bringing, you know, hey, I'm a support, I can support you in whatever you're doing, and I can be that helpmate or whatever, uh, somewhere like that. And you may be able to catch a six-figure dude that's like a four. And see, that's the problem. You want a six-figure dude that's an eight or nine. You can't you can't get both if you're a five. So I agree with old boy when he's like, you're a six or five, six trying to catch this six-figure nine, ten guy. Something's got to shake. Something's got to equal out there. You need to be bringing something else. And the way she was talking, I felt like she had a stank attitude. Um, you know, she had her lashes on, uh, her wig. You saw a little bit of a lace front or her sew-in was just like her, her, her edges was pushed back. Like I'm, I'm looking at all that. Like, yeah, honey, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you think, but, uh, uh, a nine ten dude that makes six figures, making really good money. That's going to treat you right. Because that's the other part about it is if you do catch you a six figure dude, that looks awesome. And you you kind of you bring in her kind of personality and attitude and and looks to it. He's probably going to cheat, boo. And I want to give full context because I pointed out how uh, she said she wanted a six figure dude. Her justification for that was because people that make less money aren't as driven. And she's she's had men in the past that she's tried to motivate and it didn't work. So she feels like guys in that income bracket, the higher income bracket are already driven and that's what she's attracted to. So I, I wanted to give what? that full con- not I'm not rebutting you, I'm just one for the listeners that hadn't seen the video. I wanted to give the full Oh no, context. no, no. I was I no, I was about to say uh I was rebutting her. That's stupid. Um <laughs> <laughs> because because there are guys that make thirty, forty thousand dollars a year Grinders. that are super driven. 
uh, but they love what they do. There are teachers out there that make $50,000 a year and they love what they do and they make a huge difference in the community and they make a huge difference in people's lives and they love what they do and they're driven to do it. Um, but that's just, it just doesn't pay the, the, what they do. There are social workers out there that love what they do and they make $40,000 a year. So miss me with that whole, they not driven because they don't make six figures. That's stupid. Um, you know, and on top of that, there's that work-life balance. I always talk about, you got to think about two six-figure income people trying to make it, um, that, that her son is going to get left out in that, right? Like he's not going to have a parent there when both of them are the, like doing that. Well, so she's there by person, herself anyway, though. She's doing it by herself right now. Well, so that, that I guess there's no expectation for that guy to come in there and, and, and be a father to her or, or a stepfather to her son. But at the same time, it is it, that kind of, pushes me away a little bit too that like you know you don't want you're not expecting me to be that like if i'm coming into a relationship and i know you have kids my expectation is i'm going to be a stepfather to that child i'm going to be a father figure for that child um you know that that's part of the the package when i come that to you so if you're not expecting that from me that's another part like oh girls just like for me, she was a turnoff from in that little five minutes that uh, clip. I was just like, oh, yeah, she she would she wouldn't catch me. Um, so it, it's man, man, she got me heated now. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with this because I saw people giving him a lot of flack and his delivery. Horrible point. Like, you know, but when you're looking for super superficial qualities, Expect a superficial answer. That's what I think that's what people miss in this whole thing. Like the stuff she was talking about was completely superficial. His income, his looks, you know, his his estimated drive because he makes more money as a. As a 10 percenter, I guess I don't like calling myself a six figure nigga. I don't like you said, I don't love what I do. I do it because I like getting paid and it, it provides a great life for my family. I enjoy what I do, but I don't I don't have a passion for it. Like like you said, some people that might be a teacher or whatever the case may be. But I think for her, 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 her things were superficial, you know, and people were coming back on this dude is like, well, she shouldn't lower her standards. She should be able to be happy. He's so wrong. It's like if those are your standards you're basing this dude all all of a superficial uh standard. So let's say he's superficial. So if he's superficial, he's going to have superficial standards too. You know, yes, there might be a six-figure dude out there for her that she would find based off of other qualities. Somebody who maybe have has has a child of their own and they want to create a blended family. See that word? Blended family. Maybe they, they had a long time growing up, hard time. They need somebody who can relate to them that that wants to grind with them. Somebody who's maybe not into looks. And they can still be a seven or eight, you know, but it's like these are the qualities that's going to treat my son right, that's going to treat me right, that's going to respect me, that's going to grow with me and do all these things. And the bonus is he makes this extra money. Because he said, like, you're not even in that crowd where you you find those type people like you're not traveling in a circle like you're calling into a show asking where to find six-figure dudes people that are finding six-figure dudes ain't calling into a show 
mm-hmm. they're around six figure dudes because that's what it is. <laughs> and so I pose this question to another group. Basically, it's like, what is it about her with these? Because there's nothing wrong with being a single mother. There's nothing wrong with being in your mid 30s. Those are all great qualities. And we've, we've been raised by those people. We, we love those people. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're looking for simple, superficial qualities, let's let's stay superficial. What is it about her being mid 30s, single mother, five, six at best? I, I question her self-esteem because she's calling into a talk show, letting a random dude talk to her any kind of way about her looks and all this stuff. What is it about her that makes her stand out compared to anybody else that is an option for this six-figure dude who doesn't have those same, same, all of them, or minus one? Let's say she has three strikes against her. The other chick has two. Mm-hmm. The other five or six has, you know, she's a five and a six. She has two qualities against her. Or somebody that has none of those. No kids. She still makes great money. Uh, she's a seven or eight. Uh, no baby daddy drama. High self-esteem. Why would I choose her? Why would I choose her compared to another five or six who has the same qualities? If there was, if you put her in a room with 10 people like her, what makes her stand out? Her lashes. She <laughs> <laughs> don't like those lashes. Yeah, I thought about you too far because you you brought up a good point a while ago. Like uh, what you think are your attributes, your positive qualities isn't necessarily what uh, a particular man is looking for. You can't assume that that's what they're looking for. And I think she's made a lot. She she clearly made a lot of assumptions. Like I own my own business. I make six figures. I'm a size she, three. So she and she could be a great woman. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know much about her outside mm-hmm. of the little clip us. She could be a great woman, great wife, great mother, all those things. But based off of what she's presenting and what she's valuing, we'll never know. And go back to the qualities that you want. You know, because men do the same thing. You know, like if we want to, I can't be, I can't be a three or four making no money and expect a a seven or eight that makes six figures. Like you got to have something like if I'm a three or four, I need to have a lot of money. I might need to be a seven figure dude. You know, like there's nothing because I asked somebody, it's not what, why wouldn't they pick her? Like, oh, having a child, uh, being a single mother, that's not a problem. That's not an issue. I'm not saying these are bad things. She didn't say one thing that would make her stand out. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. She, her personality doesn't stand out to me. She wouldn't, based off of that, like I could, I could go on a date with a seven or eight, not, and then like she's like, yeah, I called into a, st- a talk show asking about this, 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 and this, and this, and and I probably would have like, you know what, I'm good on this chick, you know, I'm pick as hell anyway. But like, I would have lost, kind of like, oh, I'm not interested in this chick. She's calling random talk shows asking about how to find a six figure nigga. I'm over it. 
hey, 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 we have a talk show. So, ladies, y'all can call in us at any time and ask. Uh, and I, no, that, that doesn't preclude you uh, <laughs> from going out with people because you call in the talk shows. Um, just want to throw that out there for. So, no, but I'm saying, I, like, I do want. I, I do want to defend old buddy though. Uh, a little bit because the thing about it is everybody's like he went in on her looks and stuff he did a really good job of towing that line he let her grade herself and used her grade as he talked so he never gave an opinion of hey i think you're a five six um or whatever he said you said you're a five six you say you have a kid you say this 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 so why would this guy want you like like just like you're saying so he never gave his opinion on her looks or anything like that so i i gotta give him some credit on that and her and her assumptions were you know wrong she's like well a 45 year old man like no 20 20 something year old woman's gonna want him bullshit like he and he was like i'm 50 like chicks Cheeks yeah, come after he's me. Like, I'm beating them because, off with a stick. Yeah. And, like, I have options. There are options out there. What makes you better than the next option? The same way. I'm not saying men have all the power. Like when I when you go after a woman or we were dating, when you have to go after a woman, you had to what makes me better than your next option? Mm-hmm. Why am I better? And she still has not given me one reason to make her stand out. She can be great. But like I, she, she did not highlight. Do a good job of highlighting what makes her stand out. Yeah, her elevate, her elevator pitch, as we call it, was not there. Like you call into a show, you're supposed to be <laughs> pitching yourself to all those listeners. Like, hey, here it is. I'm, I'm this uh, awesome person. Like Steve Harvey, you know, when he does that, when people go on Steve Harvey's, like, I'm looking for a man, Steve, and I'm this, this, and this. Like people want that person. They're like, oh yeah, you know, Steve starts getting people calling him, like, hey, I'll data, I'll data, I'll data. I don't think any guy watched that video and that clip and was like, yup, nope, I want nope. her. She's gonna, <laughs> wrong. she's gonna she's gonna find her six figure nigga and she's gonna call back and tell him that because uh, she has she has so much just exposure now. Somebody's I, gonna find her track. Now she, she's not gonna, gonna get that. She might get the eight or nine, but she'll find her six figure <laughs> dude. He gonna cheat on her. I just wanna make one last point before we move on because I'm a huge proponent of uh, telling guys that there's no such thing as a woman out of your league. So this is no means and no way are we saying that you should never shoot your shot, ladies or men. But she went on there asking why isn't she attracting certain people and all of that kind of stuff. That's kind of different. But never, ever think somebody, there's no such thing as out of your league. Shoot that shot, bro, because for the the chick that you think is the baddest in the world, I guarantee you at some point, Somebody was blowing her back out oh, yeah. on a mattress with no box spring, bringing her car back with no gas. So shoot that shot, brother, because you've got a that's shot. That's not where I was about to go. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> what I was going to say is because all our ladies were out of our league, dog. Tab is yeah. definitely out of your league. But oh, Jen, okay. Yeah, I'll take them brownie points. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Z, yeah. Sure. out of my yeah. league. She, she makes me that. look better. Sure. You know? Uh, so I get it, you know, not, but not really, fellas. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with but um, you. yeah, I'm not saying that. That's why I said like she can find a quality dude. She can find an attractive dude. But if she's yeah. going in after that quality, if that's her main driving force, then you know, like 
I can't just say I, I just want a tall like I'm only gonna date tall women when most tall tall women aren't looking for a guy five eight and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes, I can find find a tall woman. Yes, it, it could happen. But there's other qualities that's gonna make me attractive regardless, you know. But if that's my only thing and tall women like I don't date short dudes, like they're not out here looking for short dudes, then that's just, just not out here looking for short dudes. You know. I'm gonna have to realize, make them realize that you know, you know, you need it's somebody's Ferg size, you know, perfect size to be me. Let's get it. Who's up next? Uh, I can jump. You want me? Okay, I can jump in there. Yeah, yeah, you, you got it, bud. Okay. Um, I actually forgot what made me think about this question. Maybe it'll come to me as we're discussing it. But I wanted to um, talk to you guys about. Criticism and basically, do you? Oh, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Let me let me go back to the backstory. What made me think of this question was Kevin Hart's latest uh, comedy special, Zero F's Given, and it got a lot of criticism. People were saying that you know it looked like it was something that he just threw together. He's getting lazy with his comedy, this, that, and other. And he replied and just saying how he don't give a f what people think and. You know, he's making money and blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing this, so what are you doing? And, you know, just, you know, clapping back at everybody. So clearly he's showing that he does give a F because as soon as you respond to that kind of stuff, that means you care. So he doesn't seem to take criticism well. So my, my question for you guys is, do you feel like you receive criticism well? And when it comes to receiving criticism, does who it come from matter more to you? Uh, what type of criticism it is? Like, how do you handle it? Do you uh, ignore all criticism or, you know, case by case basis, depending on who it's coming from and, and how do you use it to better yourselves or whatever the case? I guess I'll start off. Um, I think I handle criticism, criticism pretty well. Cause I really, for the most part, really don't care what most people think. So it's most people, it's the people closest to me that I guess if anything would bother me the most, but it, it, it doesn't really bother me. I want to, it might be hard to hear in the beginning, especially if it's something you're passionate about. Like almost like we, we talk about a few episodes about, I don't care about 95% of the things, but if it's something I care about deeply or I'm passionate about, which is a whole nother subject. I think those things are the hardest to hear. You know, um, for Kevin Hart, it might be his comedy. If that's his passion, his one true love, you know, that's what he's good at. That's what he's poured all his, you know, energy into. And for somebody to come and not just say we didn't like it to completely attack it, because, you know, you probably said it nice. And I'm pretty sure because I, I hear people. To me, Kevin Hart's a beast at what he does, you know, but I, I I hear so many people criticize him consistently. I feel like if we're talking about comics, most of the time, if I bring if Kevin Hart comes up, I'm I'm on the outside or I'm in the minority saying, like, I think the dude's funny. People tend to go hard on him and that might be t- tough. You know, if it's something that you really, you know, like if you told him he was short, he's like, OK, I don't give a f- I'm short. Like it's. It's nothing, you know, I'm used to that, but it's something that I've been successful at. I've been doing it. It might be hard. And 
I think it, I'm trying to think. It, it depends on who it's coming from and what it's about. Things that attack like my, my character, like I, I take that hard. Because I feel like I really, I'm really, I might come off as an asshole, but I'm really, I really try to be a good person and really try not to burn bridges or hurt people. And when you criticize like my intentions or my efforts or question those things, those hit harder for me. Because I feel like I really don't try to f- people over, you know, and when you question that, that's tough. Um, but being in sales, you know, I'm in a world where I'm constantly learning. I'm, co- I'm constantly uh, thriving and changing and criticism is con- constructive. Is it constructive? Yeah. But even when, you know, I guess it's weird because most people I just I can really care less what most people think. Yeah, I, I, I think. Especially when you talk Kevin Hart. The thing about it is that dude is a master at his craft. Um, and so he, he's he been having that whole he's not funny thing since his first comedy uh, special. Like his first specials, people have been saying that. So I think his response of I don't care what people say uh, comes from that. Like, look, there's enough people that like me and like what I do that I'm getting this money. Like I am probably the second highest paid comedian behind Dave Chappelle right now. Uh, and so for you to be like, Oh, I'm not funny or my, my special's not funny. Oh, well, and you got to think about the work that they put in to do a set and create a set. They don't just come up with those jokes and be like, yep, that's it. Let me get on stage. It like, was his least, it was his least funny though. I, I believe it. I haven't even watched it yet. That's how I mean. But when it comes down to it though, these guys go in the clubs. They have other comedians, you know, critique them. They, they, he, he was telling a story of like Dave Chappelle and I can't remember what other comedian. They were all in there together in a, in a, um, a club and him and the other comedian, they went on and they were critiquing each other. And then Dave went on stage and Dave did his set and he literally balled his stuff up because he's like, it's not good enough. Like the dude takes his craft very seriously. And so, like, when when people personally, when people come with criticism, I kind of look at it like that, too. It's like, I'm not going to care what they think, but I am going to at least think about what they said. And mm-hmm. if it fits, if it makes sense, if I hear it from enough people, if I or it, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be I hear from enough people that it starts to internalize or I hear from somebody I respect enough that I go ahead and internalize it. So it may be I get feedback from one single person and I'm like, oh, I got to fix that uh, because I respect them that much. But then it may be that, you know, I just hear from enough of the masses that and I'm not hearing enough positive uh, for that same thing, feedback. Then I might be like, OK, I got to I got to change that. You know, so there, there there's a continuum. Of, and there is like certain people that you take it more seriously but my thing is I'm always an optimist anyway. And so I always take it anytime somebody gives me feedback, I take it as constructive feedback. I, I, I automatically assume that they aren't doing it in a negative light or trying to be negative. And, and so that, that's what makes it a little easier for me to just be receptive, take it all in uh, and then really, really think about it and mull it over uh, and then make those changes as I see fit. But I think you have a good point. And in this case, buff, I don't think those people had good intentions like Kevin Hart. People just like to hate on him. Yeah. You know, like we're not in an environment where we're, we surround ourselves around people who are going to find a way and, you know, intentionally 
and publicly to hate on us because we just in our world we can just just disassociate ourselves with them. You know, it's like, oh, nigga, you want to hate on us? I'm good. Stop mm-hmm. following me. I'm that, gonna cut you off. Whatever the case may be. That that that's that's a common problem too. Confusing uh, constructive criticism with hate. But um, for for me personally, man, for one, I feel like well, I've been told I'm too I'm too critical on myself. So I I try to be as honest and critical as I can on myself. Uh, but that still doesn't mean I don't have any blind spots um, to to things that I need to be critiqued on. So I think for me, there are times that I probably won't re- I won't be ready to receive that criticism. But whether I'm ready to receive it or not, like Rosy said, I always hear it. And even if my reaction to it isn't, you know, uh, reasonable or, or good at the time, I still internalize it. I think about it. And then I, I, I do try to self-reflect and, and see if that person had a point. Going to Kevin Hart and what you said, I agree with you, Ferg. I don't think that was uh, constructive at all. First off, there's almost no such thing as constructive criticism on social media. Because on social media, you're only doing one of two things. Everybody on social media is doing one of two things. You're either informing or performing. And... Those people that are criticizing Kevin Hart, they're performing. They're doing it in front of a millions of other people, hoping that they'll jump in and add jokes and add jokes and add jokes to it and just pile on. Constructive criticism to me comes on a one-on-one basis. You don't want an audience. You don't have an audience around to embarrass that person. You really, you're genuinely trying to help that person. So I don't think there's really much uh think much of a thing is uh constructive criticism on social media and um for for me uh like i said at first i will i'm you know i don't know how i'm going to react to the criticism i receive but just to reiterate like i said i will try and you know think on it and and try to retool myself if i think i should so i'm glad you brought that up being like a tough critic I am by far my toughest critic. Z tells me all the time that I'm too tough on myself. I had a conversation with Razi maybe two days ago yesterday. Yeah. And it's just like my, the things I'm critiquing about myself are like, are so minute. It is, and it's all, and I can kind of see him like, dude, what are, what are we talking about here? It's like, you, you really, you really have no complaints, but you're still finding fault or trying to push yourself to do more. And like you said, constructive criticism is great, but everybody's not there with the best of intentions. But luckily we we're in a situation where we can usually remove ourselves away, move ourselves from people who are just criticizing to criticize. Cause I can't think of being in a situation for long around somebody who's just criticizing me for with no good intentions. Can you can you readily tell the difference between hating and constructive criticism? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I, I think when I look at it as hating when they are being negative just to be negative. When when, you know, they can't there's no real reason for them to feel that way, but they still feel that way. Um, that's, that is what I look at as hate versus, you know, a constructive criticism of, Hey man, the way you said that 
I've seen it go better this way. I, you know, maybe if you structure, you know, your argument this way, it may go over better or, you know, that that's constructive criticism. That is saying, Hey, I want to make you better. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm telling you this because I want to see you do better. And they're offering a solution. Um, yeah. 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 Even if they don't have a solution, sometimes it's like, I always look at it as what is the best outcome that can come from the situation? And hate, there's no good outcome. Like if somebody's just hating, like what what are your what is that intention to get out of there? I'm I'm big on intention. Me saying this to you, there's no good outcome. Like there's, you know, them hating on Kevin Hart. What what is the best outcome from that that conversation? Oh, he's ass. He's never been funny yet. Anyway, da da da. Okay, what about your comment? can improve him him or you. Hey, you know what? Kevin's been one of my favorite comics. I think he let us down. If he can kind of go back to uh, some of the material or the, the energy he had from his second and third performance, I think he, he'll have a hit again. Oh, there's some solutions. There's some thought. I want to see you do better. But hate yeah. is just like, nigga, you suck. <laughs> it's like, right. there's, yeah. there's nothing good yeah. that's going to come out yeah. of it. Okay, I yeah. suck. And what? But like there's yeah. nothing good that's going to come from that. Yeah. You know? And, and just that, wasn't the special like filmed with no audience? No, he had a small audience at the house. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So, because I, I know that's one of the other parts about it is they, they talk about how the, they feed off the audience uh, a lot in comedy. So they it, that's been one of the biggest things that comedians have been complaining about is just that trying to do it. Um, I saw Shima was uh, talking a little bit about that. It's like, you know, that it's just hard when there's not a large, large uh, gr- crowd there and, and, and doing your stand up. Shout out to Ashima Franklin, too. Um, I watched the after party just randomly last weekend and she had her part on there uh it was hilarious um oh, so she's shout out to you Ashima. I, yeah. I saw i saw her live a few weeks ago when she came to houston i met with i met up with allison crandall and from afar we waved took hugs and took pictures and uh she did a she did a great set she had me rolling yeah she's hilarious yeah, she she's actually in town this weekend. I wish I could go, but I'm a uh, quarantine from uh, COVID, so that's the only reason why I didn't go this weekend. I would have been there. Um, so, but Monday I'm off quarantine. Woo! Yay! Seven to ten days, according yeah. to the CDC. Oh yeah, now. they changed it to ten, so now it's uh tomorrow. But <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all fair folks who didn't know, I guess I can tell you now, uh, Haley tested positive for COVID. Um, and so that's how we ended up quarantining, but, uh, she is, she tested negative today. So we got a negative test. So, yep. Out of the woods with that as well. So I've been worried about that over the, um, you know, last week or whatever. Um, and so, but the whole family, all of us got tested negative. We quarantined, like we said, finishing up the quarantine and everything. Anyway. Oh, my question. Yeah. Let me, uh, get to it. So I have a question from one of our followers, actually. So uh, Sigourney, um, I'm just going to throw it out there. She hit us up and she was asking us, you know, who who was hurt the most and begged and pleaded for forgiveness the best? Was it Casey and JoJo and Cry For Me? Um, 
or was it boys to men on bended knee? So quick and easy, simple. Uh, so I know it's a short break. Men, so I, <laughs> you about to listen to him? <laughs> I think you about to listen to him. Oh, okay. Lady, I will cry D- for you. And everybody know I'm bending knee, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the case in your JoJo song? Uh, cry for you. Uh, it's probably gonna be them. Them some banging niggas. That boy going back to them teachers. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all some fools, dog. <laughs> hey man, I was I was hey. twelve seconds in and I was already body rolling. When so. you uh, <laughs> when you ask your question, Rosie, will you be able to put a sn- just a snippet, just a, you know enough to not get a sue of each song <laughs> as part of your question? Like, is it and then the clip, or is it and then the clip? Is that too, okay. is that too yeah, much yeah, work? Yeah. Is that, I don't want to put too much work. No, on. no, it, it's not hard to do. Okay. So oh, you, we'll you, risk it all. You should, I mean, you should have heard uh, the last episode of uh, the Buzz Bookshelf because they played in the closet about five times. <laughs> I, I had to take a, a quick trip down memory lane. And as much as I love Boys to Men, they are my favorite R&B group of all time. But Casey and JoJo, dog, them, them niggas. <sighs> Boys and <laughs> Men apologized <laughs> on bended knee. You know, Casey and JoJo begged, bro. They begged. Like I felt, I felt all the pain I caused in 1992, 93, 94. Whenever this song dropped, I felt it. My bad. But they, they had a hook that said, baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no questions asked. Boys to Men kept it real smooth, but that's when niggas were begging. Them boys, whoo, they begged on that one. Uh, you can answer your question. I'm about to play my song and body yeah. roll some more, so. <laughs> uh, my answer is the same. My answer is the same. It's Casey and JoJo. It's it's kind of clear. I mean, they're they're two good begging songs, but like Ferg said, Boys to Men is kind of like they're asking a lot of questions in the song, like you know what happened and all this stuff, and you know. But Casey and JoJo is literally begging, and if you think about the actions, you got "Cry for You" by Casey and JoJo, you got "On Bended Knee" by Boys to Men. Almost any Negro would get down on a bended knee. Uh, a 
a nigga can get caught cheating. His girl walk in on him and he going to get down on some on his knees and try to stop her from baby, baby, please don't don't leave. Please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But not everybody crying. And that was in the 90s. And, you know, we all was trying to be young gangsters and thugs. Even even Jodeci was trying to be. They was like the thug R&B group. For them to say they crying, that that that's that's begging on a whole nother level. And then the cherry on top is what you pointed out. They got a whole bridge where they just saying, baby, I'm begging, baby, I'm begging, begging, baby. And then the the ad libs of uh is it Casey or is it JoJo? The the ooh yeah one. Which one was that? That JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, that's Casey. Uh, the, the women are correct. Uh, okay, let me start yeah, off. You, you, let me get the first verse. On bending knee. Darling, mm-hmm. I can't explain where did we lose our way. Girl is driving me insane. And I know I just need one more chance to prove my love to you. And if you come back to me, I'll guarantee that I'll never let you go. That is bended knee. Yeah, see, that's, that's like a conversation on the phone. Like, you know, they, they talking. Now, now what Jones is how they about, said man? it. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what's the first first verse of Jodeci's? Without you, baby, I feel worthless. I'm living on the edge. It's been an hour. It's been an hour since you've been gone. And that's too long. So come back home. I can't live without you. So I'll cry for you. Like we we already cried. Like we we, we mid first verse. After an hour. After an hour. <laughs> Do anything that I can to feel your touch from your hand. Sorry that I want you, lady. What do I do? Like what do I do? Yeah, yeah. Now, what can- I, I, I was, I was, I was. On the fence, and I was actually gonna probably go bend a knee because it was, I guess, a little more serious. Um, you know, basically, he basically they they like, look, I'm gonna propose to you to win you back. Like that, that's some that's some grade A begging right there. Like I'm gonna put a <laughs> ring on it so that you don't leave. Um, versus just saying, baby, please, baby, please, come on back. I'm hurting, so come back. So when you really talk about the actions, like like you uh, said, Byron, like going down on bended <laughs> knee, I, I assume that they're proposing, not just like begging, like on their knees he begging. apologizing. It's a real strong apology. Nah, uh, yeah, and looking at the the lyrics now, I, I can see it. And and yeah, I, I think I think this is a, you know, we, we're <laughs> unanimous with the whole Casey and Joe, Joe, Casey and Jojo, Jodeci just, yeah, they, they did it better. So let me go back was to the that, lyrics. Was that, was that the video they was in the leather in the desert? Yep. Yep. <laughs> See the, the, the deepest boys to men get is, baby, I'm sorry. Please forgive me for all the wrong I've done. Please come back home. I know you, you put all your trust in me. I'm sorry I let you down. Please forgive me. Yeah. I'm going to swallow my pride. Say I'm sorry. Stop pointing fingers. The blame is on me. I want a new life and I want it with you. The blame is on me. You got, you, see, 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 I want a new you're life. just reading it. Okay, stop pointing fingers. The blame is on me. The blame is on me. I want a new life and I, I want, want it with you. Life. I want it if with you. If you feel the same, <laughs> don't ever let it go. Come on. 
you got to believe in the spirit of love. It'll heal all things. It won't hurt anymore. He's trying to be a little too poetic. You got to believe in the spirit of love. You know, it'll heal all things. It won't hurt anymore. Maybe I'm worthless. <laughs> I'm just saying. So no, like, like I said, I, I, I think they that poetic part of it. They were really serious oh, yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, it was, and, and so that's really kind of who would win the girl back first. Oh, I, I think oh, boys, boys, and men, men, boys and men, boys and men, boys and men will win her back first. Boys and men. So. Like when you think about who be actually is like seriously really trying to win the lady back. Yeah. It's boys the men. So if you had So to, that that's how I ended up kind of on their side. But eh, I you know, just kind of thinking through it. I, I do think Jodeci was begging more. Yeah, that's the Jodeci is that uh you sitting in the house and you haven't eaten or showered in a week, snot bubbles and tissue all over yeah, tissue all over the house you haven't cleaned up. That's Jodeci. Boys to men's like, you know what, dog? I'm about to get a bag, dog. You know, I loved it. I loved it to her. Yeah. So may- maybe they're just two different parts of, you know, your, 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 when you're trying to win her back. Jodeci is the first part when you first lost her. And then Boys to Men is like, all right, I got a plan. I'm actually going to win her back. So have you and ever thought it out? An hour after a breakup, this is how you looking? <laughs> <laughs> maybe day, maybe day twenty. When you just, you just, you lonely. Maybe I, I don't know. I mean, that I'm just saying, it's been an hour since you've been gone, and that's too long. So come back home. I'm just Jonesy. That was a that's, that's, fun, that, fun question. Truthfully, that's the verses we need right there. Boys and men and Jonesy. Jonesy is too different. The energy's too. You're right. Energy's too different. No, no. Boys that, and they're both R and B. Boys and men and they, they were always put against each other, though. But they, they, they are, they are, they are, their energy is so different. They, they both, they both had that soul. Like boys and men came with the whole Motown Philly kind of hip hop thing. Was, they were the clean cut. Think, they were the jo- clean Jodeci cut. Jodeci had Dalvin too, though. So Jodeci did that same thing with Mr. Dalvin. I feel some type of way about calling him Mr. Dalvin, too. That's just. (laughs) (laughs) Boys to Men was clean cut. And I mean, Jodeci, like Byron said, they were they were the gangster rap of R&B. You you can't really. It's like putting kid in play against uh, freaking outcast, you know, like they had a couple of hits, but, you know, it's they two different genres, you know. I could see Boys to Men and NE and maybe like Drew Hill and Jodeci. Cause Drew Hill was a Jodeci of the late nineties. Like they were that, I, I I can see it. I, I when you talk about the 20 hits, I can see Jodeci and Boys to Men going at it and it being a good hit for hit. I ain't gonna body roll like that for uh, Boys to Men. And I love Boys to Men. You might not body roll, but you're going to bob your head and you're going to feel it, though. Yeah. So it is. It's a different energy, but they have songs energy that energy. they can do. They got songs that can fit that. Jodeci got a couple. I mean, uh, Boys and Men got a couple that can uh, do that, though. I'm telling you. Put a playlist we, together, Rosie. Playlist together. We're, no, we're going to put a spreadsheet <laughs> together like they do for the verses, like the scorecard yeah. with the songs on it. Well, we got to have yeah. playlists to go. Yeah. 
Got we got to put yeah. the playlist and do it. So, gotcha. all right, fellas, uh, what's our parting shots, man? Let's go ahead and close it on out. Folks, take COVID seriously. I was in Walmart returning some um, video games because uh, you know I didn't I didn't want the NBA 2K21 uh, Mamba Edition with my PlayStation 5. Just throw that out there, flex. But um, <laughs> you know, so I returned that. But folks walking around with no masks. You know, mask under the nose, all that. It was just like I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could, man. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay. I just want to give a, a big congratulations and a shout out to my old boy Wendell Grant. He just had a baby boy, him and his wife, Winton Grant, born on November 30th, man. Uh nice healthy boy. So congratulations to you and uh Trishna. And I also want to just point out something real quick. Uh, I think every generation will always look at the the younger generation and say how soft they are and how weak they are. And we hear that going on a lot now. This society is too soft. And I always try to push back against that. But last week, um, I kind of had to be on that 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 common side. So there was a heavyweight boxing match, not Mike Tyson and Roy Jones. I know that's the match everybody saw, but earlier that day, there was a match over in the UK between uh, Joe Joyce and a guy named Daniel Dubois. And Daniel Dubois was supposed to win. He wound up losing his eye socket got broken and he quit. And those of you that watch boxing know you can either get knocked out or you can win on points. He took a knee during the match in the middle of the ring and pretty much said, I'm, I'm done. And so people, when they called, when they were describing the fight, they said, you know, Joe Joyce won, Daniel, Daniel Dubois quit. And it, they wasn't saying it to like, you know, punk him or anything. Like that's literally what happened. And it was understood. I mean, you got a, a broken eye socket. That's understandable. But people were pushing back on that saying, that can mess up his mentality and you don't know what kind of psyche he's on. And that's why people are depressed. I'm like, look, we got to be able to call things what there are sometimes. The fact of the matter is he did quit. Like there's no other way to put it. Like if we were watching football and the Kansas city chiefs decided they were getting blown out and decided, you know what, we're done. And it's only the third quarter that's quitting folks. So I just, I just wanted to use this moment to just rant and rave a little bit that, Hey, it's still okay to call something what it is. What about a strategic retreat? It's not quitting because you have a plan. You have a plan to actually go back. So maybe his plan is if my eye socket ever gets broke, I'm going to take a knee in the middle of the ring. You plan for the contingencies. Okay. You know, but it's, I mean, still, still quitting. You still quitting okay. the match, though. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. I mean, you know. Yeah. And, he, you know, and he's, he's not a quitter. He just quit that match. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a quitter. He just quit that match. Like everybody loses a game in sports, but they're not necessarily a loser. Michael Jordan lost plenty of games, but we consider him the greatest winner of all time. But he quit. That's all. So when he when he retired, he essentially quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He quit. Yeah, yeah. That's when he quit. Oh, so he quit twice. He take it no more. Yeah. Well, he quit three <laughs> times. Yeah, we need to reevaluate this dude. Yeah. Um. Not much, man. I'm just happy to be here. You know. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will be. 
a f- less than a week away from 40, really been evaluating, I want to say, the last 10 years. Uh, even with 20, 2020 involved, have been some of the best. I would say has been the best decade in my life. Uh, the growth. Uh, I was able to marry my wife, start a family. If anybody knew why I started uh, this time 10 years ago, I was almost depressed, you know, um, because I didn't know where I was going, what I was going to do. And it's and now to think about it, I'm almost having a similar conversation at a completely different standard. Like, what do I do next? Um, but definitely a different space in my life, man. So I want to take a moment out to uh, thank Z, Zabrina Ferguson, my lovely wife, for pushing me for the last 10 years, sticking by me for the last 10 years. Um, I think about where we started from 10 years ago into where we're at now. It's amazing. It's been a, a great decade. Can't wait to spend another decade with you. Start met you in my 20s, been with you all throughout my 30s and keep the party going into the 40s and 50s and so on. But been a great time. So when you hear this, I'll be uh, still 39, still be in my 30s. But wanted to take time out to say that. Congrats, Wendell. Glad Haley's better. Three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.